Welcome to Jerusalem Studio Podcast. Join us to discuss the latest updates from Israel and the region. Shalom and welcome to Jerusalem Studio. The scenario is frightening. Some 7,000 killed, many more wounded, 170,000 left homeless as buildings collapse and infrastructure essentials such as power and water supply are damaged. The good news is that we keep hearing these warnings about earthquakes threatening Israel and are relieved to see that so far nothing of this kind has happened. The bad news is that we may grow complacent and be shocked into grim reality when it does happen. So where between these poles of fear and fatalism does Israel stand? Joining us from elsewhere in Jerusalem to analyze this topic is Mr. Amir Yahav, who's the director of Israel's Interministerial Steering Committee for Earthquake Preparedness. Welcome. Welcome, thank you. Also joining us from central Israel is Dr. Ramos Salamon, who is a researcher in the Geological Survey of Israel. Thank you for joining us. Good evening, thank you. And I'd like also to welcome our TV7 uh, analyst, Mr. Amir Oren. Mr. Oren, give us a broader understanding uh, with regard to today's topic. So there are obviously uh, two layers to preparedness, the actual physical preparedness and the mental one. And uh, there is uh, a distinction between being surprised and being astonished. The Yom Kippur War was, um, in one sense, not a surprise to many Israelis, but Israelis were astonished that uh, the uh, scenario, the contingency that they thought uh, less uh, uh, probable did happen. 9-11, on the other hand, was a complete surprise. Of course, people were also shocked. Now, in Israel, uh, people keep hearing about uh, earthquakes uh, once in a while. There are, of course, and your experts will tell you more about it, there are many uh, small earthquakes, but also uh, several uh, which um, every year Uh, We hear about, we see uh, China being rattled, we see people uh, running for cover. But people don't really internalize the idea. They they walk along the beach, they see the uh, tsunami warning signs, they know that the government is prepared for what you mentioned, casualties, homelessness, and all the rest. But until... It happens, and then it will be too late, of course. They will probably not really understand that this is a danger they should prepare for and not try to repress out of their memory. Uh, I'd like to refer the next question to Dr. Salomon. Uh, To what degree are we in a situation right now, geologically speaking, in which we should be alarmed about the current situation? I would imagine the <clears throat> the geology of the plate tectonics of the area like a machine, like an earthquake machine. Uh, most of the earthquakes and the strong ones are released along plate borders, and we have one like this along the Dead Sea, uh, Dead Sea, or Dead Sea, Sea, Valley, Jordan Valley, uh, and most of the earthquakes are expected to release over there. And we see from other geological investigations that the machine is working. I mean, the plates are moving. And once they accumulate uh, enough stress along the border where one plate meets the other one, 
uh, it comes to overloaded and then breaks. And this is the earthquake. So everything is working. We are just expecting for the next one. But you're uh, continually monitoring, obviously, the situation. Uh, to what degree, Mr. Yahav, I'd like to uh, uh, refer to a quote, actually, that you uh, made several uh, uh, months back with regard to Israel's uh, preparedness uh, lacking uh, to a certain degree. You warned of the possibility of uh, Israel faced with uh, significant challenges in light of uh, earthquakes and the ramifications thereof in, in the form, of course, of a tsunami and such. Uh, is Israel right now prepared for something like this? Well, first, for sure, the earthquake will happen. It's not a matter of Maybe it's it's definite. Um, to say that we are 100% ready for this event, the answer is no. Uh, I think there's no country in the world that is 100% ready, uh, not for earthquake and not for tsunami. Um, but we are getting ready. I mean, we're getting prepared. Uh, not as much as we should, that's for sure. Um, but the country is getting ready. The, the state is getting ready for sure. Yes. Where are we lacking at this stage? There were uh, several years ago uh, when we made a, a separate uh, program about this specifically. It was about 77% of all uh, infrastructure prior uh, to uh, the 70s uh, was deemed or rendered as uh, not ready for an earthquake. Uh, there was a very grim reality attached to the possibility of uh, a large earthquake. Is the infrastructure now being uh, uh, prepared in order to withstand the possibility of such an earthquake? Unfortunately, there's not a huge change from a few years back. Um, we're getting better. Some uh, retrospect building are, are you know, increasing, but but it's not there yet. I mean, um, and unfortunately, we're taking um, uh, steps backwards. For, in my opinion, when uh, um, we decided to cancel the National Master Plan 38, um, it's a step backwards. I mean, this is a government policy to save lives in, earth, in earthquakes. So, so um, we're getting better in, in, in some areas, like uh, tsunami preparedness, but getting uh, backwards with, in other areas, like like uh, Master Plan, for example, 38. Indeed, uh, Mr. Lowen, you know. Master Plan 38, of course, it's reconstruction, uh, reconstructing uh, or fortifying, basically, old structures in order to uh, uh, prepare them uh, to face earthquakes. Uh, uh, so how did we get to a point where we realized the challenge, the government came and, and prepared that challenge, uh, or uh, prepared a plan to, to deal with that challenge, and suddenly we're again, getting to that complacent position of saying, okay, uh, we we have only this amount of funds, so let's allocate this and use it for other areas that may not surprise us as badly as, as a, a potential devastating earthquake. So let's put aside Plan 38, because the government is not building. The government is letting the uh, free market, um, real estate developers, entrepreneurs, um, Tenants, people living in housing, where they're getting incentives to uh, to uh, undergo a period of uh, harassment when they still live there, and it is being rebuilt around them. 
Um, and um, in some cities it did work, in others it did not, and uh, this did not uh, uh, solve everything. It was not a panacea. But the problem with an earthquake, and Israel is used to look at uh, uh, many problems uh, through military binoculars, this is an enemy you cannot preempt. As um, our experts said, it is inevitable that uh, sometime in the future, because of the tectonic uh, position, because uh, we are living on the uh, Syrian-African rift, it will happen. The question is, when will it happen, even what time of day, what time of year? Um, are uh, school children uh, going to be in class when the building collapses? Or is it going to be during the summer holidays when they are away and probably um, less casualties? So you cannot preempt this enemy and you can't even inoculate against it, such as the COVID-19 vaccine which everyone uh, wants now. What can you do? You can uh, try and find shock absorbers. Perhaps Plan 31 was supposed to be one of them. And you have consequence management. How to deal with it once it happens? And the problem, uh, when you talk about the government, government programs, government subsidies, is that there is no equality. What we have here are some vulnerable areas from Haifa to the Bechan Valley, and then down south, also north, along, as they said, the Jordan Valley Rift. But other places do not really care. In Tel Aviv, yes, they see the tsunami signs, but they don't really believe that it will happen there. They have no incentive to let their elected officials contribute more to what will happen at a lot or Sodom, and by the way, Sodom and Gomorrah apparently was an <clears throat> earthquake with, with fire and brimstone. Uh, this is uh, the interpretation of uh, biblical uh, scholars, and, and Sodom uh, sits on, on the very axis, on the, on the rift. So um, you have politics uh, as usual, even uh, with such a grave situation. So Sodom and Gomorrah may uh, repeat itself. We're monitoring currently the uh, African uh, uh, Syrian rift uh, to the east, as uh, Dr. Salomon noted. But uh, Dr. Salomon, what can be identified while you're monitoring right now? Are we expected to see an increase of earthquakes in the near future from a natural uh, uh, standpoint? Uh, coming along and increasing in, as time progresses? Or is this going to uh, surprise us point blank uh, with a significant earthquake that uh, would be of a magnitude that we will really have to, uh, unfortunately, deal with a cat uh, catastrophic uh, consequence thereof? Okay, I would like also with my answer to elaborate on what Amir Oren said a minute ago. Please. What we do is a kind of an ordered methodology that first we would like <clears throat> to identify the Okay, we, we understand that the damage or the risk is the product of the hazard, the threat of earthquake, the exposure, which means how many people or how many buildings are under threat, and the vulnerability. How strong are the buildings, for example, to withstand the earthquake? Once we understand this chain of, uh, of, 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 of work, we are able to find solutions or measures to mitigate or uh, mitigate the damage. So as uh, being a geological survey, we are dealing with earthquake research and we try to 
find out where would be the, the next uh, events, how strong, and when. About the when, we know nothing, unfortunately, and we are not able to predict. So we work in terms of, uh, of statistics. So we cannot say when will the next earthquake come, but we are saying that, let's say, let's make all buildings safe. So once the earthquake happens, then we are safe, safe enough. So the main point is strengthening or retrofitting existing buildings. This is the, the, the national plan 38, or having a good engineering plan for a new for new buildings. Indeed, Mr. Yahav, uh, to what degree is the interministerial uh, committee uh, truly connected with all of the relevant parties in order to? Uh, assure at least that the vital infrastructure that is very uh, important for Israel's function uh, is secure and prepared for, uh, to withstand uh, the devastating consequences of an earthquake uh, or any other natural disaster uh, for basically to assure the lifeline of the Jewish state. Well, um, we're deeply involved with everything. As, as the government resolution um, uh, instructs us to do. Um, but I, I do want to say something about what uh, Mr. Amir Owen said. Um, we do have a plan for the Master Plan 38. It's still, it's still working until uh, 2022. Um, we do have a problem in the north and in the south, but um, the optimistic, optimistic side is that um, um, Minister for Interior Affairs, um, Mr. Ayyadari, um, is about to, to establish um, a committee to decide um, how to, to work in these areas and, uh, you know, to put the money on, on, on plans to, um, to retrofit buildings, existing buildings in the north and in the south. And it's a, it's a very good a very good um, um, thing to do. Um, our committee already prepared a few years back a specific plan for that, uh, for the north and for the south, and hopefully uh, we will we will go along with that. So it's very important for us, and and it's a good it's a good sign maybe that you know that uh, the government is is understand more understand uh, the issue of of, of of getting ready for earthquakes and, and tsunamis as well. Mr. Owen? Let me mention two other points, which are, of course, all interconnected. One is that in Israel, there is uh, a very weak uh, local government. The municipalities are dependent on the central government, the interior ministry, which Amelia have mentioned, and the treasury, of course, for budget. And if mayors and other elected officials on the local level felt that their political future was also tied to the perception of their voters, of the um, residents of the city, regarding the seriousness in which they take the uh, uh, earthquake uh, problem, probably they would have done uh, more uh, in order to, to alleviate uh, the problem. Another point is that Israel, over the last a uh, couple uh, of decades, has become a high-rise country. 
this wasn't the, the case until perhaps the, the early uh, 90s or even, even later. And uh, one wonders whether the fact that these are new buildings, they were uh, uh, constructed with, with uh, uh, much more knowledge regarding earthquakes, is that going to help them? Or does the fact that so many people are going to live there, go to the office there, bring us to a sort of a 9-11 um, if an earthquake takes place there. I'd like to give uh, Mr. Yav uh, the opportunity to respond. Well, it's true. I think um, we do have a building code that's supposed to protect us from, from you know, from, from the new buildings. But we have so many old buildings. And actually, um, about 80,000 buildings in Israel that are... Um, that are old before, that were built before 1980s and considered the, before the, uh, the building code. So we do have a problem there and it's all over the country. It's not only on the north or in the south. Most of them actually is in the center. And, um, and it could be that a devastated earthquake will, will, will be very devastated in the, in, the, uh, in the center part of Israel and Jerusalem, and that uh, thing that we uh, we are very concerned about. You were referring to eighty thousand buildings. Do you think that eighty thousand buildings could potentially collapse in uh, the case of a severe earthquake? No, that's it's not what I said. What I what I meant is that we have eighty thousand buildings that were built before nineteen eighty, but um, but we think that. Uh, we're, we're getting supposed to get ready to uh, something like 28,000 buildings that could uh, get severely bad or badly uh, or even destroyed completely in, in a devastating earthquake all over the country. And, you know, it's, um, it's very, uh, it's worse enough. It's, it's very bad. So um, that's what I meant that, you know, when we canceled uh, or about to cancel Master Plan 38, that mostly is, is referring to the center of the of Israel. Then um, we need to uh, to find something instead, Master Plan 38, that will be good enough or even better than than that plan to give us uh, the uh, the good answer that we need for that for the uh, for these uh, about uh, 38,000 buildings. Indeed, uh, Dr. Salomon, in layman's terms. Uh, to what degree uh, should we uh, identify? What kind of earthquake uh, would basically devastate us in uh, in such a point where uh, it would be very difficult to recover from? Uh, is there something that uh, we should uh, identify or are able to identify uh, as the public, or is this uh, truly a geological uh, 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 expertise necessary in order to identify the the uh, what is to be expected? This is a tricky question, actually, because say earthquake magnitude uh, six, for example, if it occurs in the Araba Valley, where there are little um, inhabited places, then the damage would not be severe. But if the same magnitude earthquake will happen just below Bechean or Tiberias or Kirat Shmone, then it could be really, really, really bad. So it, the damage is a matter of 
combination of the location of the earthquake and the location of the building, and of course, the, uh, the vulnerability of the buildings. Uh, furthermore, if we have, as, as the magnitude grows, say, for example, seven, then it may uh, affect the larger area. Uh, for example, if it occurs around the Sea of Galilee, then we may have Tiberias, Bechan, and Hatsoraglili, Torquiachmone affected very badly altogether. The strongest event we are expecting is would be something like a seven and a half, seven point five magnitude, but this may occur once in several uh, hundred years. This is the largest, but we need to get prepared for such an event. And you were Eventually, speaking about areas, we, however, we summarized that, are, uh, that are not necessarily next. Uh, to the areas of those 27,000 housing units that uh, Mr. Yav spoke about. Uh, he was referring to center Israel and Jerusalem, if I'm correct. Uh, do you think that uh, uh, an earthquake of the magnitudes you're speaking about could occur in those areas that would indeed devastate uh, those uh, structures? It can happen everywhere along the Syrian African uh, fault. Would be in the, and we have no idea where will be the next one, whether along the, the the Jordan Valley, the upper Jordan Valley, or the lower one, or near a lot. We we have no idea. All right, Mr. Owen. I was wondering uh, if our experts can tell us. Yes, you cannot predict when in the future. Uh, next week, next month, even perhaps tomorrow. But can you give us some early warning, at least a few minutes before it happens, if you see a similar event taking place in the Mediterranean, in Cyprus or Turkey? Can you then um, give the population early warning? Okay, what we can do is we cannot, first, we cannot predict earthquakes before they start. We can only try to monitor the earthquake when it starts, or the first second seconds that it starts. We place seismometers just above the place where the earthquake starts, and then uh, deliver the message to uh, the, the big cities, for example. Now, delivering the message would be in the speed of light, while the seismic waves goes much slower. So we can gain 10, 15, 20 seconds ahead of time uh, warning, but this is only after the earthquake uh, is starting. But and by the, the way, these 15, 20 seconds are very important because if we uh, get prepared for it and do exercise, uh, it can be very useful and save, uh, save many lives. But is there, a, is there a method, uh, much like the home front has it, uh, where you see on your television screen, right now there are rocket attacks uh, in Ashkelon, so take cover. In Tel Aviv or wherever, in 20 seconds you are going to have an earthquake, or is that going only to cause panic and uh, uh, there will be a problem of population control and behavior? Mr. Yav? I think it will be a little different. It's it's um, a completely different way of uh, of uh, finding out, you know, or or uh, alert um, the, the the earthquake from from missiles attack. And uh, it will be a little different. First, second, as Amos said, um, we're not talking about seconds, uh, minutes. We're talking about seconds few seconds so we don't really have the time for that most likely it will be uh on cell phones and um 
uh, you know, people will get it right to their hands. And um, we, we, we do have some uh, events that in case of, of a long distance tsunami, we will be able to give some, you know, um, uh, a better, better uh, uh, alerts to the public. But with earthquakes, it's much more, much more uh, faster and more difficult. Indeed. Uh, one of the points uh, for somebody who grew up in Israel, I remember as a child in school, uh, preparing for a potential earthquake where uh, all the children had to walk outside of the buildings in order to pre uh, prepare for something like that, uh, informing to be under uh, school desks and so on and so forth. Uh, is this still implemented into Israeli education and uh, the, the mind of uh, the general public? We have uh, an annual... Um, uh, exercise, earthquake exercise for for the education system, and we actually added a layer of of tsunami as well uh, last year. So um, for that, it's 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 happening, but I don't think I do think we have a problem with uh, with uh, the public awareness. We do have to work uh, better and, and more uh, intense for uh, public awareness. And we do have plans for that, but it's, it's still early to talk about that. Dr. Salomon, you wanted also to add something? Yeah, I think uh, the basic idea is education, uh, both for earthquakes and tsunami. For earthquakes, we suggest or instruct people to, to get out. The out, the, the out is the best place to stay, to stay during an earthquake. So evacuating the house is the best. And same is about tsunamis. If there is a sign of tsunami coming, then uh, one should uh, get away from the sea to a high place. So this is the best thing. And the most important would be, would be education. But then, of course, we also need to take care of uh, the structures uh, like we've been talking about before. You know, Jonathan, I'm coming out of uh, this conversation much reassured for two reasons. One is that we do have sharp and experienced minds working on it. And the other is uh, visual rather uh, than literal. I'm, I look at uh, Amos Solomon's uh, house and I see in the cupboard um, at his back that there are some fragile plates and jars so it means that he is not really concerned that tonight he will have a lot of broken China to take care of. Well, all we can do at this stage is uh, hope and pray. And indeed, uh, uh, we uh, commend you for your work. But uh, this is all the time that we have for today. So I'd like to thank Mr. Yahav and Dr. Salomon for uh, joining us for today's panel. I'd like to thank also uh, uh, Mr. Amir Oren and to thank our viewers for being with us today. Thank and we'll you. see you again next time. Thank you for joining us in another Jerusalem Studio podcast. For more content on Israel and its region, we invite you to visit our website at tv7israelnews.com and follow us on social media.